This is episode six with Carolyn Zanetti, leading women's empowerment coach, digital marketing mentor, and founder of the Courageous Leaders podcast and summits. Welcome to the Wild Ones with Cam Miller podcast. I'm your host, Cam Miller, and I'm a coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and founder of what has twice been the UK Babywear brand of the year. For the last few years, I've been supporting people around the globe to reconnect with the wild innate strength within themselves so that they can rapidly realize their goals and build incredible lives. The purpose of the Wild Ones podcast is to connect those creating wild, free, incredible lives and to share the knowledge, tools and skills we need to spend more of our time doing the things we love with the people we love when we like. If you're inspired by this podcast episode, Subscribe to the podcast and head over to cam-miller.com where you can check out and sign up for my free weekly growth guide email. It works hand in hand with the podcast to provide you with a steady stream of motivation, knowledge and practices to fuel and guide your own wild, free, incredible journey through life. In this episode, I'm interviewing Carolyn Zanetti. Carolyn started off working in naturopathy before becoming an air hostess with Emirates to follow a dream she had of traveling the world. After returning home four years later, Carolyn worked for a time in a lucrative pharmaceutical sales management role before she discovered her mission to empower women to believe in themselves and to follow their dreams, which led her to start her own online business and personal brand. Within 90 days, she was already living her dream lifestyle in Bali, marketing products and services online that led to sales in excess of $50,000 a month. She's gone on to create the Courageous Leaders podcast and summits, which attract some of the brightest minds in the personal growth space. If you want to learn how to craft a career which enables you to live out your dreams, if you want to learn how to discover your mission and turn your mess into your message, if you want to learn how to develop the belief and other skills needed for online business success and incredible freedom, then this episode is for you. Welcome, Caroline. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you, Cam. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to see what uh, what magic we co-create here. No, absolutely. Magic is assured, I'm assured. <laughs> and um, a few laughs. <laughs> absolutely. No, it's good to good to have fun with all these sort of things. So, no, really, really grateful to have you on the show. And as I probably mentioned in the intro, we've known each other since high school. And uh, I just wanted to mention an observation that, you know, right from day one, you're always a very social person, a very connected person, a very selfless person. And that's something that now I see really flourishing uh, in your career. And so that was just an observation I wanted to mention to get going before we sort of dive into where your career really started and how it how it what the journey was like to get you to where you are now thanks cam yeah i definitely used to be called the social butterfly <laughs> love i say that i just love connection you know i love people love love doing what lights me up and you know people inspire me yeah, and great to see such an alignment with that in, in what you're doing now. So let's let's go all the way back then to, you know, after high school, um, it was naturopathy that you moved into in terms of studying mm-hmm. a bachelor's in that area. Was it, a, was it a clear decision for you to move down that career path and what, what drove you in that direction? I think I may have been a little bit influenced by my mum, but actually, so I excelled in human biology at school. So, you know, maths, no interest, Uh, you know, uh, wasn't the best at English. So, you know, I'm a science girl. I love our body, you know, understanding. Actually, I I used to get a bit run down when I was little. I used to get uh, tonsillitis and, you know, I would be the one that I felt was healthier, like eating healthier and my brothers and sisters wouldn't be so run down so it was more my curiosity for why is it that I get sick why is it that other people don't so I was really like really fascinated with the human 
human body and I believe prevention over cure so what can I do to be the healthiest version of myself and then from that space empower others to live happy healthy fulfilling lives I I love it because you know we we do really have a very strong resilient body and mind and immune system and if you can if you can give those the things they need obviously can't avoid everything in terms of sickness and illness and disease Mm. um, as we're now experiencing but you know you can avoid really a lot of the sort of suffering around health that a lot of people sort of needlessly experience by by making those investments uh you know over long periods of time and and consistently Mm. as well yeah and it's super simple you know like know the basics like you you surf you love the ocean yes you have fun doing it but did you know how impactful that is on your health yeah like you're moving your body you're meditating you're being around uh negative ions that improve your immune system like you know sunshine the ocean all those things while it's fun you're actually like looking after your body in a holistic way yeah, no, I, I'll be uh, I'll be in the ocean. I think uh, an hour or two after this uh, interview, with a little bit of a kite, just because it, it really does clear clear the head and just exercise the body and keep me healthy. It, it reminds me of the uh, Wayne Fields. I think he said in his nursery nursery rhyme, "The six best doctors and nobody can deny." I think is uh, sunshine, water, rest, air, exercise, and diet. Uh, so you know, very natural things and things that we can all um, you know take control of in terms of making sure. That that we get these six big areas covered in our life as well as uh, other ones and get the support we need in those areas as well. So that was kind of your, your study. It sounded like a natural fit in terms of, you know, you identified some strengths, you know, what you were good at academically. And so you worked to those strengths in choosing a career path. You had some influence from outside as well in terms of parents. Um, and then you graduated. And I think that was when we spent a little bit of time together in London, was it, was it not? Exactly. I finished my exams. I finished my dissertation. Uh, I was, I did my dissertation on the oral contraceptive pill and side effects and alternatives and all this stuff. I was into the reproduction back then. And, um, and I, it was really hard for me. Like I wasn't, uh, I had a really good memory. I could get a, you know, hundred percent in my exams, but the perfectionist in me for writing essays and handing in like a mini thesis was I was just like give me my Italian passport I'm not coming back (laughs) see you later I'm here to see the world (laughs) and that's when we uh, painted the town red in London Germany Paris we did we used to you know party pretty hard back in the day (laughs) Mm -hmm. I remember the Eagles Dockers match I think you and I were at in London with Pounder and the lads Vitali. Yeah, absolutely. We've interviewed uh, Matthew Pound on the on the podcast, um, and you know it's just interesting to see we connected actually through mm-hmm. doing events, you know, around sort of partying and socializing, um, you know, around when I was doing actually working as an engineer as well. But it was just something you know I enjoyed and was passionate about, uh, and so it was quite a natural thing to get into. Um, so yeah, we had a had a great time in London, and that took you through till when was it two thousand and six? Was it? Uh, Yeah, so I was in London 2005-2006, came back at the end of the year to start 2007 in Perth and I did uh, work in the naturopathy uh, health health space and and it was great but as I had the key to freedom travelling Europe, I got itchy feet so you know you got the bug (laughs) yeah I was like I want to see New York I want to see uh South America so of course um 2008 I applied for Emirates and it was a long interview process and I passed with flying colors and I was like yeah it's my free ticket to get paid to travel the world and the best experiences of my life like yeah, well, the stories are next level, the travel, the adventure, the people, the friendships, the culture, absolutely priceless. Yeah, I can only I can only imagine because I know uh, Emirates, Perth, Western Australia is one of the places they recruit a lot out of because mm. of, I guess, proximity, uh, but also just a, a big pool of people that otherwise, you know, aren't really attached to an airline. Uh, Qantas, I think, recruits a lot out of the East Coast um, of Australia. Um, but then obviously looking for very personal, very 
sociable people mm-hmm. um, and I guess people that know how to serve uh, as well in terms of being selfless enough to, mm-hmm. to wait on people, which, you know, we're both mm-hmm. in the areas of you know, coaching and serving people and serving clients now. So I imagine that was a key skill that kind of got you through both the interview process, but then also made you um, successful in that career path as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel I leveraged the fact that I, you know, I've proven I have skills, I've got a degree and I, um, I dropped the card of, oh, I've lived in London for two years. I know culture. So uh, being away from home, like that builds resilience, you know, not many people can last. So if they're paying to fly us to another country, set us up, pay for our rent, pay for our education for flying and then people get homesick and want to go home. Clearly they don't want those kind of people. Yeah. So they want resilient people that are committed to their vision, to their dreams. And that's me 110%. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like from your, uh, just looking at your uh, LinkedIn, to be honest with, in terms of the role, at some point you were able to bring in some of the stuff you were doing around nutrition in terms of training staff and helping staff with their diet. Obviously, you know, being on planes and issues with sleep Mm -hmm. and hours and all of this, this, it's actually quite a, I would say, a strenuous working environment. So I imagine that was very important for people. I bought all my natural remedies on the fly. I had my <laughs> lavender oil, my, um, I can't remember, but I was, I've always been, uh, you know, equipped with uh, the best things to improve our well-being. Yeah. So I would have my hot ginger tea on the flight to keep warm and keep my circulation good. And yeah, so again, remember I'm a people person. So yeah. I, I got the privilege of working with people Every single day you would go to work and work with a different team and yeah. a team. So we'd have to work together to complete our end goal. So it's very character building to tolerate different personalities, yeah, uh, come absolutely. together with, you know, we would fly with different mm. cultures of like literally, you know, English third language kind of thing. And yeah. that is just a beautiful experience that, you know, I took that in afterwards and I would show up to a job interview and like, excuse me, I've sold on planes. I can do anything. Don't yeah, absolutely. I'm not qualified for this job. Well, I tell you. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think it was in a conversation I had with a, a stewardess, actually, I think it was Virgin in her case, but she just mentioned that, you know, I never really realized that actually the stewardess is often because there's thousands of people that work as stewardess in these organizations mm-hmm. that, you're on different flights all the time and you're very rarely with the same mm. people. Is that the case? So as you said, mm. you know, you need to, um, you know, what's the word, you know, not sink, but swim when you get put in these new diverse teams with new personalities, you haven't got long bonds sort of trust, mm. these sort of things that are built up. And so I imagine, you know, every day is a new day and you've really got to put yourself out there. Um, and I guess be very flexible and open-minded in terms of values and culture mm. and other things as well. And you know what it taught me? Do not be late. So <laughs> uh, if you were one minute late for yep. a flight, the door's closed, you're off the craft, the, your flight's not going. Yes. So while that sounds good when you're flying to uh, Bangladesh in the middle of the night or India in the middle of the night yep. or Ch- China or something like that, which are beautiful places, but the flights were sometimes hard. Yep. Um, I remember I was, I got the times wrong. I, I, was arriving early for a flight to LA, which I was meeting like uh, guys from Perth that were playing uh, versus the Dodgers in LA. I was going to be on the game, on the floor, you know, (laughs) I'm a girl, single, you know, with all the baseball. And they... Big opportunity. (laughs) And I was fucking late for the flight. (laughs) Even though I was early, I got the times wrong. And, oh, no. and then I was in the standby lounge where they sent someone to my flight and I was bawling my eyes out. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> rules. We can't do anything. I can't. Yeah. So that yeah. was uh, one of the funny experiences. But generally we, you know, we'd work on a plane, but then we'd arrive in 
New York City and that's the yep. place where you don't sleep. So you don't sleep. You go straight to Central Park, straight yeah. to the shop, catch up with all our Perth buddies that are on the other side of the world. Yeah, so I imagine, you know, fun, you know, particularly when you're young and you really sort of mm. getting out there, you're wanting to meet people. But over time, I think you were there for four years. I think you started mm. studying on the side. Mm. Were you starting to think at some point, this has been amazing. I've gathered all these life experiences. I've seen all of these places. But at some point, you know, home or spending at least more time at home sort of started calling totally, to you. Totally, totally. And what it was, was I, I studied a two years part time to get my Bachelor of Health Science, just thinking yeah. that would help me thinking that, you know, this is what we're supposed to have is more qualifications to get us the better job. I believe life experience is the best teacher. So, you know, I have degrees, I've invested, you know, half a million dollars in personal growth. Yeah, Life experience, traveling the world will teach you resilience and, you know, life experience, all you need to know. Um, Absolutely. I would choose that, you know, on the job training, like an apprenticeship is, yeah, is more valuable a lot of the time than textbook education because then you've got to apply it to the real world. So, yes, I studied, but also to, like, allow me to stay in that fun zone. And actually what it was for me, you know, a lot of people just saved money there and they leveraged the uh, role, but I was there to travel the world. So we got to pay 10% for our flights. So I would literally go on a holiday. Make the most of it. So it was it was hard to let go of that lifestyle because I had, you know, my vision board was full of, uh, you know, you know, everywhere, like uh, yeah. Carnival, Carnival, tick, uh, Soccer World Cup, tick, um, you know, Olympics, uh, you know, Turkey, Greece, all this stuff. So it's hard to go, well, if I go home, it's going to cost me five grand to do that. Yeah. So, But with a lot of these things, you kind of, you know, um, we have these different, I guess, phases or chapters mm. in our life. And it's, I guess it's important to understand, you know, as early as you can, when one's coming to an end, because often mm. I've found, you know, the biggest, I guess, points of heartache in my career and struggle has been when I've sort of hung on for too long mm. in, a, in something that I'm not enjoying. And then obviously over, over time, your performance starts going down. It gets, it actually gets harder to make that transition into the next mm. thing. You want to, you want to move with a, a good bit of momentum, uh, energy, etc. So when the writing starts appearing on the wall, you mm. want to have, I guess, the self-awareness, the awareness of others yeah. around you as well to start saying, hey, maybe it start, it's time to start thinking about that next move. And for you, yeah. it was through study, but then you ended up coming home. It was that you worked in consulting and pharma for well, a while. The reason why I left is I was turning 30 years older next year. You know, like we have these <laughs> the milestones of the expectations yep. of where we are, what we're going to be. And I was like, I don't feel I'm going to find my future husband and father of my children in that Dubai lifestyle. So I did leave some beautiful souls there and I came back to Perth and, you know, thought, and one of the, yeah, anyway, we don't need to go there. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, Perth, amazing. And it actually took me six months of applying for jobs every single job and working three jobs to get my ideal role, to get my foot in the door for that pharmacy role. And because I knew what I wanted, um, I, you know, I'm a big, um, I'm wise enough to know that exchanging time and energy for money is not my end goal. So I needed, you know, commission and all these advantages. So I ended up uh, getting a job with Pharmacare, being the state manager for Superfoods. And, yeah, I got you. And in that interview, I went for a state manager role. And this is after I got knocked back by three of the top companies being in the yep. final interview. I yep. remember sitting on the curb, eating chocolate, crying, going, fuck my <laughs> life. Why doesn't anyone believe in me? And this is what I don't like about this workplace situation where you're praying that they will choose you and realize your worth and that you're enough to uh, be in that role. And so I went to this interview and I'm so proud of this moment. I went to an interview as a state sales manager and I walked in and shared my story and I actually said sales. Yeah. Well, 
I can sell duty free at, you know, 30 miles high, mate. I got this. I yep. know how, to, how it's done. And I said, <laughs> clearly your other staff member is going to take the state manager role and I'm going to have her role. And yeah. he just smiled, like, you know, loved the confidence and yeah. Yeah, I got the job. And what I realized Good is, on you. is there's always a deeper lesson. So everything's happening for you. And I didn't get these other jobs. And when I was in that role, I actually had the best job. So I went into pharmacies and was taking out Blackmore's products and yep. laughing because that was the job that I just missed. And yep. so, you know, <laughs> and I, I ended up making soul tribe friends with this company. They still ask me like the top yep. leaders in marketing sales, my old managers message me. If you ever need anything, let us know. Wow. Well done. So, I'm intending to do some leadership training in some of these corporate environments uh, next year. Yeah. So you're in there for a few years and then you, at what point was it, did you decide that you wanted to strike out on your own? Yes. Okay. So this is the part you're going to love, Cam. Our <laughs> I'm loving all of it, Cam. <laughs> okay. So I, this is my, like, I like a challenge, you know, yeah. Um, I'm not someone that just goes, oh, this will do, you know. So I every year and a half I was changing my job. So I got a job as a state sales manager in another role, you yeah. know, more more pay, more responsibility, more freedom, even though yeah. I had more responsibility. And I was like, what am I doing? I went to my old friend John Martini's course yeah. on, it's called the Breakthrough Experience, and it was all about, living in alignment with our highest values. And yep. we got to write out our mission, our pers- purpose, our values, our vision. And Fantastic. I realized I was not, <laughs> I had so much potential. Yeah. What am I doing? I've got so much life experience. You know, I had, you know, read a million, po- a couple uh, personal growth books by then. And I knew, yep. you know, I've traveled the world. I would be manifesting everything I wanted without knowing that that's what I was doing. Like I would set my intention that, you know, when I was with Emirates that I'm going to be at world cup on this date for this game. And I would apply for that flight and I would get it. And I would stay at the hotel with the players and be with all my friends. And I got to go for free, but I didn't know, you know, human behavior, what we focus on expands and, you know, setting our intention, but I will learn later. And I was like, I've got to, mission to empower women back then like this is you know back in 2015 yeah and I just knew you know my core values is health and wellness and um also personal growth reminding people to believe in ourselves trust ourselves and go after our vision like what is our vision what do we want to create and so many people don't ask themselves these questions they just go oh, what job will hire me? Who will hire me to pay my bills and give me some holiday pay? And that's amazing and no disrespect. And that is totally amazing. There's so many benefits of having a secure, incredible job. But if I'm not lit up within, see you later. (laughs) Yeah. And so you had to do this for yourself really before, mm, mm. before, you know, if that was your mission, you really had to, you had to live in alignment with that mission yourself in terms of, all right, it's time to really, you know, if I really do believe in myself, if I really back myself to do whatever I want in this life and create whatever I want to create in this life and, and live, I guess, the life of your dreams, become the person you always thought you could become, what would I do? Would I be doing the current role that I'm currently mm. doing? Or would I, you know, in a smart way, start thinking about what else I should be doing mm. and how I might transition from what I'm currently doing now to what I really want to be doing in a, said, yeah. a smart, sequenced way. So you don't have to make a big break. You don't have to wake up tomorrow and, and quit your job. That um, You want to do things in a smart and organized manner. You can 100%. do that if, if that strategy makes sense. Yeah, I also believe you take action and the universe rewards you. So getting clear on where you're going and what you want, how you desire your life to look. So I, you know, was not fulfilled Um, and I had a great job. I could stay at home and get paid. You know, I was on over 100K doing really well. And then 
I actually manifested to the day I was going to resign, I yep. manifested a redundancy. The Fantastic. universe always has your back. So the golden course, parachute, please. Yeah. So of course, it just reminded me, Carolyn, you are on the right path. And I've been supported by so many incredible people since I did that because the universe and people around you reward people with the courage to say yes to themselves, to go after their dreams. And that's um, universal law. Yeah, and- absolutely. Because what you, um, you know, I think it was uh, Napoleon Hill back in Think and Grow Rich book was one of the first big studies around that. And he interviewed famous people, wealthy people around the world at the time, like Henry Ford and Thomas Edison. And, you know, that was one of his, his big takeaways really was, you know, what you focus your mind on um, consistently over time, mm-hmm. you know, that then starts to influence your actions. Um, and mm-hmm. then your actions start to influence your reality, the people around mm-hmm. you, the universe, etc. Um, things start changing and you start creating. And it's having faith in that process, faith in yourself, belief in mm-hmm. that. Because, you know, Edison, it was what, you know, 9,000 times or whatever before he was able to create the light bulb that sometimes things don't, I guess, manifest. Fail forward fast. Exactly. I fucked up lots. <laughs> Own it. Get over it. That's that's what builds resilience. Um, Absolutely. Any successful person will share that that's generally how you learn, you know, exactly. fail forward fast. Or maybe it's not even, you know, because there's no such thing as failure. It's just leading you to um, in the direction of where you truly want to go. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I love that you brought up Napoleon Hill. So my first personal development book was uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul by Jack Canfield. And then I read his success principles. And then I found out who Napoleon Hill was because he was the quote that says, whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. Achieve. And I lived that. I read that in Dubai. and, And anybody that says you can't do something, well, use that as fuel to be like, watch me. <laughs> exactly. Okay. No, I think it's it's really one of the most powerful things. There's a there's a story of uh, Roger Bannister around belief, um, which is really popular. Which was around, you know, running. The, I think it was the five minute mile that nobody had broken mm-hmm. that, and he'd yes. been in the Helsinki Olympics, um, you know, a few years before that, and he had, um, you know, he'd come third in that hadn't even, you know, hadn't even broken a world record or anything. And here he was wanting to break the five minute mile, which nobody in the world had been doing. People have been trying for the last 10 years. And he was like, well, should I quit my running or should, you know, to exactly what you did with your career? Or should I just say, I'm going to take, take my belief and my aims up a level. I'm going to try to do something that nobody did. But obviously that didn't just mean that he woke up the next day and he ran it. It obviously meant then that he had this motivation, he had this drive, he trained harder, he worked harder, he practiced harder, you know, and within a year or so he broke the five minute mile. And then interestingly, I think it was within six months or so, about 10 other people broke, you know, the mm. five minute mile as well. So it just goes to show uh, the power of belief. And, you know, as you mm. said, I think it's, it's key in your work in empowering women, but, you know, it's something that's come out through all of the interviews that I've done so far and the work that I do as well, just the importance of believing in oneself and then for mm. the importance in believing in others as well, because you also mm. then encourage the best out of them also. Amen. And I think <laughs> I, I, I 100% so my first my first message, of course, I did, you know, speaker training as soon as yeah. I finished. Like I had this big mission. So I was even invited to fly back to Dubai and share with the crew or, you know, cool. these things. So my first thing was like I believe your mess becomes your message and your yeah. message matters no matter what it is. When you get that, it's not about you, but who needs to hear what you have to yeah. say that it might inspire them. That's when you get out of your own way and you lose that beautiful thing called the ego that keeps you safe and actually show up as your fully expressed self and go, you know what, this helped me. Maybe it will land with one person that needs to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the ego, it keeps us in some respect, it keeps us safe. You know, the ego builds up over time because whenever something bad happens, then we develop a sort of a limiting belief 
around that. Like I can't do this or I can't do that. So it, it tries to protect us in many ways, but it keeps us safe, but it also keeps us small, doesn't it? And so the power mm. of belief, I guess, um, and vision, et cetera, these are all antidotes to the ego and, and antidotes, mm. I guess, to limiting beliefs as well, which means we can then, you know, we can experience more in life, get more out of life. One example I came across recently is, you know, a lot of people are scared um, of the ocean. They have, a, you know, uh, beliefs around that. The ego is trying to protect them. with saying, don't go out in the ocean. It's bad. It's unsafe and that. But for, you know, for somebody that, yeah, there are, there are sharks that you, know, you want to I love my avoid them. <clears throat> but, you know, for me personally, some of the, the highest experiences of my life, there's this whole underwater world there, fish, mm. animals, surfing, kite surfing. There's all of these wonders that if um, you don't transcend um, these fears, you never get to experience these other aspects mm. of life. And, you know, I think you would agree with you wanting to travel around the world and experience different places and people that it's just, it's really nice in life to be able to experience new and very diverse and interesting things. And in many cases, these things, these experiences sit on the other side of our fears. Mm. And you are courageous to do that. You go on kite surfing. That's hardcore. <laughs> you can get blown away. <laughs> You could do. You could do. I think. I think for me, risk and reward is. It's very much. Um, mm. You know, us answer this question like, is it worth it? Like for me, surfing and kite surfing. Yes, there's a, a risk of shark attack, and you know, here in Western Australia, um, but they're generally happens in certain times of the year and it generally happens in certain conditions and it generally happens when you know there's not 50 other people out uh etc so there's ways you can uh, manage the risk but for me i just love surfing i love kiting mm. so for me it's absolutely worth the risk i haven't developed the same love for swimming so i won't swim 100 meters out from the beach and spend hours a day swimming in the water because i'll feel exposed at risk yeah. because at the moment i'm not doing something that just makes you know life worthwhile um mm. so it's good to be safe and it's good to practice safe practices everywhere but um you know uh when it's worth it uh, i guess i guess you'll know take risk with no regrets that was yeah, my motto yeah. at 21 yep absolutely bit, bit so, of both. yeah absolutely so you had this big mission and, and you know you kind of mentioned uh some trainings you're doing in different areas i think it's something that i've learned is that you know if you've got a big mission you've got to develop um a lot of skill really to make mm -hmm. that mission uh possible you know you said public speaking um you've also become an expert in digital marketing could you talk to mm -hmm. kind of the importance to that to your vision and your, and your journey yeah absolutely and i just you know me i'm excited about life you know and um so yes i have a big mission i wouldn't you know, I think it takes time to really get clear on what that is. Like you start and yep. then it evolves and beautifully, um, yeah, evolves as you go and you get even more rock solid and clear and more in alignment with your soul's message. Yeah, but First of all, I, yeah, I believe your mess becomes your message. So I was starting to share with women to believe in yourself. Yep. Imagine what you could do if you actually believed that your dreams could come true. So, yeah. you know, I got clear on my vision. Uh, you know, I always, you know, I'm going to be an amazing mum with two beautiful kids yeah. and we're going to, you know, have a beautiful retreat centre down south and a like beautiful it. garden and all these beautiful things close to nature. But so that why and that connection with a giant vision meant yeah. that I couldn't just do any old job. Yeah. So I actually, um, you know, had many highs and lows the first year of being an entrepreneur. And yeah. then that's when I dove into the skill set of digital marketing. And I really believe we are our greatest investment. Yeah. So I've done a million. Yes, I've had many mentors, coaches, teachers over the Fantastic. years. And this is the thing is, you know, you're worth it. If you want to be uh, you know, whatever your dreams are, invest in somebody that can save you time, energy, money, yeah. tears to have that sooner. You need to model someone which shaves years off your dreams. And, yeah, so uh, digital marketing allowed me to share my message and yeah. to create the impact that I'm here to create. And then from that space, you know, contribute to a purpose greater than myself. But first... We 
uh, one huge limiting belief. You know, I used I had to get that I'm worthy of people investing in me. You know, yes, I'd done uh, millions of hours of trainings, but then it's like knowing you're worthy of receiving and it's doing a disservice if we don't invite others to invest yep. in themselves with uh investing in your service and yeah, i got you yeah and so uh with personal branding it it actually burst from me wanting to one create more money and yep. how do we create more money we give more value and we show up and we serve and then we offer the offer people solutions to their problems and how are they going to find who you are how you can help them if you're not being seen showing up and sharing your message so this is how you know I learned that we are our brand you know if you have a phone you have a personal brand people can find you on the internet that is your brand you you looked me up on LinkedIn that is my brand um Facebook. So I learned um, the power of digital marketing and then I started teaching others. So to get clear on what is your message? What do you want to be known for? How can you serve people? You know, I empower women to believe in themselves, trust themselves and live their ultimate vision, which then leads to them, you know, having a voice, uh, making a lot of money, being able to be fulfilled. There's so much depth. but Absolutely. Do you you find, you know, with a lot of the women uh, that you coach uh, that uh, a lot of people at first when they get, you know, presented the idea that, well, you know, if you want to make your mission happen, uh, you know, you're going to have to get out there. You're going to put yourself out there. You're going to have to connect with these people that need your help because if you're not Mm -hmm. connecting with them, they're not getting your help um, Mm -hmm. um, and that's a disservice to them. So it's really important that you put yourself in a, out in a way that you can find these Mm -hmm. people and, uh, and serve them. But I think for a lot of people, they're not used to promoting themselves and it seems like, you know, self-promotion is a dirty word um, and has a lot of stigma around it. So how do you help people kind of transcend that stigma? You're a legend because this will help so many people because so this is the thing. Remember, so this is what leads to the greatest growth. Yeah. Yes, I still have those beautiful butterflies in my belly called anxiety. Sometimes yep. when I do a Facebook Live or when I interview people on my podcast and when yep. I, you know, I still have that. But this is what the top, top leaders share consistently. Yeah. Remember it's not about you. So who yeah. needs to hear your message? I don't believe I do any self-promotion. I yeah. send an invitation. Hey, this is me. This is my message. And over time, I've gotten the courage by taking action. That's yeah. how we build um, our self-trust muscle is yeah, by taking absolutely. action and trusting we can handle whatever is the outcome. So even yeah. if people judge, you know, I'm sorry, if you want to be successful, you're not successful unless people are hating on you, deleting you, blocking you, all these things. And I've had it all. Yeah. And and it sucks. But what it is, is you evolving. You, you become like those you surround yourself with. So if you yep. choose to surround yourself with people that bitch and gossip and booze every weekend, you're going to be <laughs> in that same circle. Whereas, you know, yourself, you're surrounded by guys that are investing in themselves, investing in opportunities into their health and well-being. So yeah. you become like who you surround yourself with. So absolutely. And, and, and that's you, in and you call in soul tribe by showing up and being your fully expressed self. So you're so rewarded that it helps you keep doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's really true that, you know, I think it's a, it's a quote or something. You come, become the average of the five people you hang around with the most. So that's not just in, you know, in, it's really across the board in terms of if you, if you're hanging out with five physically fit people, it's likely that you're going to become physically fit. If you're spending yeah. a lot of time with five wealthy people, uh, it's likely that you're going to become quite wealthy as well because there's a you know when we build relationships with people and the more time we spend with them 
there's more of a knowledge transfer. There's more of a, an experience transfer, a skill transfer, et cetera. So you start actually being able to come, be able to do what the other people in your circle and your tribe are able to do. And so, yeah, as you mentioned, it's very important that every now and then, you know, that might mean a spring clean uh, with who mm. you're spending your time with, that you need to up level a little bit because you want to keep your really good friends and that close to you always. But if there's certain people that kind of aren't serving the longer term mission and are kind of and are drawing you down rather than sort of lifting you up, you might need to find some new people which can, you know, mm. together then you can you can help mm. each other to get to where you want to get to. Mm. And I think do everything with love. Like yep. I'd, if you show up and think you're better than everybody and you don't want to <laughs> waste your time hanging out with them, let's be honest, they're going to be saying thank you, see you later, because no one wants yeah. to be around somebody with that attitude. But yeah. I just feel, you know, having clear communication and healthy boundaries has yep. been a giant, you know, that's a millionaire tip, guys, write that one down. Healthy boundaries. It's called learning to say no and yep. being okay with it. If it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. No, actually, I don't want to go out on Saturday night. I'm, I actually just want to stay at home and, yeah. do, you know, read my book or something. And and being okay with not pleasing others. So this has been a huge lesson of mine, not being a people pleaser, having yeah. healthy boundaries, not having people walk all over you. And yeah, it's a blessing. Mm. Absolutely. And I guess that's very important for you. I mentioned early on, you've always been a very sort of social person, mm. a connected person, a selfless person. And the selflessness often can be, you know, in our sort of dog eat dog world can often be trampled on a little bit. And, you know, if you're going to build... Go yeah, ahead. it's like low self-worth, really. Like I didn't yeah. have healthy boundaries. Like I, I felt uh, I didn't like to ask for my needs to be met, you know, and it all comes from yeah. my childhood. But now I'm like, oh, let's go. This is this is how a healthy, functional, fuck yes, relationship, friendship, etc., looks like where we ask for our needs to be met. We have healthy communication and it's accepted and it makes us closer to be able yeah. to have the real conversations so absolutely and i think it's really important if you're going to if you're going to build a big a big network which is largely what you're trying to do with building your personal brand you're trying mm. to build you know the fact that people know like and trust you really so that therefore um, you build relationships with them over the time you're able to help each other um, you're connecting with each other's communities etc there's a lot of synergy that goes from these relationships but as you said it's important you know right from the get-go with a lot of these relationships that you have clear boundaries clear respect um, for each other and also I guess that you that you honor your commitments which I guess is very closely tied to that and it's mm. also important around that as you were saying that you say you learn to say no because if you say mm. yes if you commit to everything you kind of commit to nothing don't you, mm. you you'll struggle to meet those commitments and it's it's yeah. been kind of a journey for me actually over the last year that I really like the idea that, you know, your, your word is your bond. And so I make, mm. I make less commitments now, less commitments to myself. I don't say I'm going to do this practice or this exercise thing for the next few weeks. Mm. If I'm not really committing to being successful over the long term with it. So I'm using my commitments more sparingly and more sparingly with others as well. But that means that when I do commit to somebody else, they can really trust me that I'm going to mm. deliver on exactly what I did to them. And that's become mm. increasingly important to me that I have that, that strong, my word is my bond, I guess, with myself. Mm. And then that emanates out into the work that I, you know, the relationships yeah. I have with other people and the work that I do with my clients as, mm. as well. So, so true and so powerful. Having integrity with our word means that we trust ourselves. Because anytime... Yep. We don't trust somebody else. Everybody is a mirror and a reflection. You know, if you don't trust your business partner, the yep. hard truth is you've got to look in the mirror because the only person we're not trusting is ourselves, which we might say, you know, you can't rely on them. Yeah, but we're self-responsible and we know we can trust that we can handle whatever the outcome is. Yeah, absolutely. No, trust is really... 
no, what keeps us together, as you're saying, but what keeps, mm. you know, all of these relationships together. And it's, you know, that there's a saying that your that your network is your net worth. And it's just, mm. it's just so true that the bigger your, you know, the, if you're building your personal brand, the bigger your network becomes, the more people know, like, and trust you, the more opportunities will come your way. Even if you're not mm. an entrepreneur, if you're just, you know, say uh, a manager in a company, if you're still getting out there online and sharing some helpful articles and things like that, you know, mm-hmm. if you happen to get retrenched or fired or, or, or start looking for another role, you're going to have lots more opportunities than the other person that's just been siloed and hasn't been out there building, you know, mm-hmm. this border band of who am I, what, what do I value and what am I about? Um, and, you know, service as well, serving and helping other people so that when you do need a hand, there'll be lots of people out there that are offering it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's so many, benefits now you know that social media is like a a two-way you know there's benefits and drawbacks with everything you know I'm I definitely uh spend too much time on my phone have that little bit of the social media addiction which is yeah terrible but I actually also like like I said there's two things so I get to choose to use my willpower and focus on business and then have times where I respond to messages, etc. But also through social media is how I've built my business. It's how I've yep. made incredible friendships all over the globe. You know, it's how I've made hundreds of thousands of dollars through putting my message out there, connecting with powerful leaders, getting them on the phone, you know, collaborating, you know, That's having it. incredible impact projects where we work together on you know, selling is service, you know, by having a personal brand, you get to impact more people. And also the more money you have, the more impact you can create and create a difference in the world. So it's not a bad thing to be like curious about how can we make more money? How can we serve more people? How can we have more fun and get paid to do it? Like, let's get curious and ask those questions and see what we come up with. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, Definitely, you know, in terms of that sort of money mindset, it's been, you know, important development for me over the last couple of years. There's, again, there's all these stigmas about, you know, wealth is bad, money is bad, all these sort of Mm. things. But at the end of the day, um, you know, people pay for what's valuable to Mm. them. And if you can, if you're going to help people, um, for me, it's like, well, if I can help more people, I'm going to make more money. And if I can help them more, each individual person, again, I'm going to, I'm going to make more money. And so, you know, if my bank account is low. I'm not, I'm not getting out there. I'm not connecting with enough people. I'm not helping them enough, etc. For me, there's no misalignment again, between sort of that mission and vision. And also in terms of making money and creating freedom and impact for oneself um, and others as, as well. So good. So, Kaz, what's been the, um, you know, you mentioned some sort of successes in terms of earnings. You were able to work in Bali uh, for a long time as well. What's been the kind of business model or engine behind your business and Mm. and your growth? Well, first of all, I... I have had many highs and lows. So I've been in debt 20 grand. I've had $50,000 months. You know, um, I've had you know, I've experienced it all. And I would say the greatest lesson uh, gift of this entrepreneur journey has been me truly getting to know myself and truly like loving and accepting myself and getting, you can have all the money in the, in the world, in the bank. There's many successful people who are not happy who are not fulfilled, who do not have meaning and purpose in their life. You know, they do a job anyway. So for me, my greatest gift was learning these lessons, like learning to actually get clear on what lights me up, to actually get to know myself. You know, I'm calling in my king this year. So like, you know, being with myself, getting to know myself so that I can hold space for that incredible relationship and know what it looks like and feels like to call that in because we attract what we are. And yeah. so, yes, um, I'll go into the business, but the greatest lessons was not what people think. So, you know, I made um, 100K, travelled uh, America business class, lived in within 90 days of starting my online business and building a personal brand. Yeah. Uh, I moved to Bali, Indonesia. So that was me, you know, living the dream, going, yeah. you know what, everyone's, 
I'm living in Perth and everyone's at work while I'm at home. So fuck this. I'm going to <laughs> Bali where there's people like me that I'm yeah, going to meet like-minded. Yeah, like-minded, beautiful people. Yes, we partied on the beach and, and did that as well uh, last year, which was amazing. And then, you know, I also created an incredible event in Perth, flew in my favourite speakers, was able to put on yacht parties, was able to live my dream because I received financial abundance. Yeah. And then these things also led to, uh, you know, a bit of, uh, you know, challenges and also a bit of heartache. But what a gift because I... That's when I started um, studying coaching and because I had this business that was automated and making me money while I was, you know, living in Bali, doing my self-healing, self-care, yeah, etc. you know, so I had this incredible business, which I have now, which is thriving, but I definitely had moments of highs and lows throughout and that was the gift because I feel like your pain becomes your power. You know, we've yeah. got to go through these challenges to go, to wake up and go, what do I really want? So, you know, if you're listening and you're not in the best place, breathe, know that it's okay. And then go yeah. uh, start to ask yourself, what lights me up? What brings me joy? What do people compliment me on? Like, what, what are my passions? What's my purpose? So, you know, lead towards that. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe what is the... You know, what is the way or the perspective that I could apply to the current situation? You know, what might I be learning? In what in what way might this present situation? Mm-hmm. You know, for me, the most I guess traumatic event of my life. I haven't suffered too much in that respect, um, so I'm pretty pretty lucky. But it was probably investment banking when I was just working. You know, wait, I was finishing at mm-hmm. three a.m. during the week, working ten days straight, all of this sort of stuff, and and burnt out. But, you know, that was really the what um, helped me see what was really important to me in life and what started me on my journey. And so often it's our, it's our very worst of times that mm. are our greatest teachers and that actually can be the starting point of a really incredible journey. So if you're going exactly. through that right now, you might actually be <laughs> right at the starting point of something really amazing and really incredible. Mm. And I'd say it, it's very likely mm. that you are. Yeah, best, best perspective you know, look through the lens of how is this happening for me? What's the lesson here? What's the gift? Yeah. And, and yeah, thank you so much. Like I'm so grateful for my journey, but, you know, I also I feel like some of, you know, I wanted adventure and travel, but I also yeah. feel like maybe I was like avoiding things at home as well. Like I now have a really loving relationship with my family beautiful home environment in East Frio. I fucking love my life. It's great. Awesome. So it's, I'm actually grounded and happy to be home in this environment and working towards uh, my vision from a beautiful space. And like with everything that's happened this year, I actually don't have the desire to go on a plane anywhere. No, I, I do want I'm to visit my friends same way. in Australia. <laughs> Yeah, and we have, um, yeah, I guess I've been blessed to have already travelled the world. But but I think when you're really happy in your life, you've got nothing to escape from. You don't need to get out of your job and go to Bali for a week to survive. It's like you yeah. love every day. You have the attitude where you create what you desire. So, you know, I can wake up, go to the beach, go for a swim, go for a walk, have a coffee, and then come home and do some work and um, have some podcasts, create magic. and Yeah, well, that's, um, you know, in, in terms of coaching that I've done, you know, I said work with a, over a couple of hundred people now and often I do a vision exercise with them mm. and it's just surprising to me often how similar they are and how often simple that they are, that it's, it's, it's almost exactly what you described just then that you wake up in the morning next to somebody you love, maybe go for a swim in the ocean. You come do a bit of work, see your kids, you know, maybe do a podcast interview or something in the afternoon, you do some exercise. Um, you go to a nice restaurant, hear some music. It's, it's actually often these simple, beautiful things mm-hmm. in life that when people actually really take the time to go, what is really important to me? Some of these other things sort of, um, you know, like fancy cars or 
vacations, mm. these sorts of things actually become less important to people. Yeah. And same with the impact that a lot of people are like, I just want to build a $2 billion business. That's, that's what's really exciting for me. But a lot of people, when they spend a bit more time thinking about who they are, what they'd actually be liking, how they'd like to spend their time each day in their sort of ideal life becomes a lot different. It's about actually maybe they want to serve people in a deeper way. They want mm. to go deep with fewer people rather than, you know, serving a, a, a large market in a, in a shallower way. So, yeah, it's just quite interesting that um, often that exercise actually mm. comes back to something really mm. just quite simple and beautiful. I- Absolutely. I love that you talk about vision a lot. And what I find I love as well is what's the vision beyond the vision? So now that you have all those beautiful things you desire, (laughs) yeah, you know, like imagine you show up as that next level version of yourself. You are the millionaire version of yourself. Now, how do you act? How do you show up? You know, what's your language like? What's your posture like? Who are you surrounding yourself with? Imagine if we showed up as that person today and actually like valued ourselves and, you know, collapsed time and space and live that now. And then now that you have, you know, say you desire your three-story house on the beach, that's awesome. But imagine that that isn't in the future and that's your present. Now what do you want? What do you really want? And go deeper for what purpose, you know? No, it makes a lot of sense. So you start you start acting now exactly the way you need to act or should act. Um, you know, to be to be creating that that vision to of be yours. magnetic. It's, yeah, drawing to attract it. all these epic situations <laughs> in. Yeah, because okay. it's um, you know, often people say, Energy. oh, it's you know, in some of that's uh that's something that's a bit fake. You're kind of faking it until you make it. But I actually look at that from a different perspective. That you're actually you know, whenever you learn a new skill or anything, you're not, you're not faking, you know, a forehand <laughs> until mm. you're hitting it right. You're actually practicing that. It's a, it's a deliberate intention um, that you want to improve, get better at something. So I prefer, you know, you're practicing something until mm. you make it, not that you're, not that you're faking something until you make yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. And we only learn by taking action. Sitting here and thinking about it will not make you better at it you're only going to learn by getting in the game and actually I love this quote by Brene Brown where she's like if you are not in the arena keep your opinions to yourself if you're not in the arena getting it's like you know I'm not a mum yet you know imagine me telling mums what they should and shouldn't do and how it is and how to raise kids yes I can have opinion yeah it's just an example but unless you're in the game unless you're an entrepreneur that you know if you don't uh, make sales, you don't pay your bills and all this stuff, don't go fucking telling me <laughs> what I should do and how I should do it, you know. You you aren't in the arena showing up where people get to judge you and make assumptions and all yeah. these things. So this is how we build our, our courage, our resilience, by being in the fire and learning and growing. How do you think Tony Robbins started out? He was yeah. just... Uh, you know, doing his best and consistent action allowed him to impact millions and millions and millions of people all over the world. Yeah, definitely. No, it's so true that, um, you know, for me, I like, you know, the word uh, baguettes. <laughs> it sounds like a French thing that you might eat, but, you know, that confidence begets confidence, action mm-hmm. begets action, motivation begets motivation, that when you are lacking these things, often that is the very thing you need to do. You know, if you're being fearful, do now, it doesn't have to be something big, but just do something little that scares you. And then suddenly you go, oh, that wasn't so bad. You become a bit less fearful. And you go, oh, I might try something a bit bigger now, etc." That in all of these areas, energy begets energy, positivity begets positivity. Mm. Um, that often if you're lacking something, it's, you know, you just need to do exactly that thing. I think it's a Marie Mary Angelou quote that it, mm. you know, there ain't nothing to it, but to do it, mm. <laughs> you know, and with dancing, it's all the same. you like, if you, if you're scared of dance, you just get out there and make a fool of yourself on the, on the dance floor. And, you know, often, you know, that kind of ties to an important point is that a lot of people are just too scared 
um, of, you know, what others think, too scared mm. um, of failing, too scared of looking silly. You know, we're all silly when we do something new um, mm. or different, when we try to exercise or we try to dance or something like that. Just embrace that kind of silliness yeah. and embrace the journey. Um, and then you'll get much better, much more quickly mm. by, by taking that mindset or philosophy. Yep. And I believe like when we ask these questions like, oh, you know, what are they going to think of me? Imagine you're lying on your deathbed. Do you give a fuck? No. Like live life with no regrets. Guys, like I have friends that have recently had car accidents and nearly died. Like that shows me what are you doing with your life? Like are you, you know, because I'm grateful for where I am a thousand percent. Am I where I choose to be? Can I be showing up a lot more? A hundred percent yes. Yeah. And so, you know, with compassion and self-love and everything, you know, stop playing small and own your power and make magic happen, you know? No, I, lo- I like it. And so what's the current manifestation for you, Kaz, in terms of your business activities, in terms of perhaps the Courageous Leader podcast and Summit mm. as well? Yeah, so... Uh, my current uh, manifestation uh, goals are, yes, yeah, so my vision, um, I've just finished a, a million courses in the last 90 days. So I'm a facilitator trainer, just did sales training, just did yeah. coaching training, and I've set myself up for 2021. So Fantastic. I have Good year my- to invest in, in oneself and one's yeah. training. <laughs> and, it, and it's all been like healing my heart, getting to know yep. myself. Um, you know, I want to really share this as well is a lot of people just talk to your mind and yep. we do coaching with some little NLP moves about your beliefs yep. and emotions are energy in motion and it's stored in your body. So I've yep. this year, you know, everything happens for a reason. So I've been learning more about how to release stored emotions. Like a lot of people yep. have emotional trauma of past experiences stored yeah. in their body and it holds us back from living our vision and manifesting our Absolutely. desires. That's the number one thing. So there's one neural pathway from our brain to our body and there's yep. 10 from our body to our brain, yep. the polyvagal nerve. Yeah. Right, so I've been really passionate about this. Fantastic, and so leveraging really, science. Mm, yeah, well, you know, my own experience was I wanted yeah. support to move forward and to let go of things, and you know, to be living in the, you know, receiving all my desires, and this is what really helped me. So, you know, uh, January I have this incredible courageous leaders summit, and cool. I will be also. No one knows this yet, but I'm launching a Courageous Leaders Mastermind specifically Fantastic. for female leaders ready to embody their truth, ready to call in their heart's desires, um, you know, to speak their truth, to live in optimal health and vitality, to like know, to have healthy uh, boundaries, be with their emotions, be able awesome. to release and be their fully expressed self. So that's what my focus is for uh january and really really supporting women and coming together and hosting retreats yes working on the podcast interviewing rock stars like you and nice of you to say excited (laughs) yeah i'm excited and keeping sharing my message on my personal brand and really uh you know, empowering other women to believe in themselves, trust themselves and live their vision. So yeah, I love well, look, supporting the, women. Yeah. The, your uh, online courageous leaders summit earlier in the year, you know, um, mm. it's online obviously, cause what happened with COVID yeah. and everything, but you just brought an amazing breadth and depth of uh, speakers on from different mm. areas of life. And I got a lot of uh, value out of that. So now I encourage people to check that out. Um, we'll include links in the show notes to all these different things that you mentioned, but what's the best way for people to connect with you and follow your journey uh, generally? Sure. Uh, I'm on all social media, Carolyn Zanetti and Cam will have a link, but I think Instagram is the best way to connect. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Instagram. Carolyn Zanetti, you'll find me mutual friends Perfect. with our mate Cam Miller. So, <laughs> yeah, and uh, Courageous Leaders uh, podcast or Instagram and 
all the rest of it. But I just also think like, say hello, say hello, reach out and be like, Hey, Kaz, listen to your podcast, you know, love to connect. Yeah. And as we, as we mentioned, start uh, taking action. That's been, it's been Mm. a big, uh, you know, big thing I work on with my clients, but um, you know, often talk a lot about vision and, and clarity of vision. A lot of people um, are waiting for some sort of certainty, you know, some sort mm. of sign or something like, you know, this is the right path for them, etc. but not realizing that actually certainty comes as I think you kind of mentioned earlier in the podcast actually comes from taking action in mm. this area that you move forward with clarity. And mm-hmm. over time you build certainty, like, yes, I'm moving forward. I'm making these decisions. Yeah. Now I'm starting to get a feeling of certainty that this is the right direction for me. But if you actually just wait, you sit on the fence and you never take action. Um, you know, you're never going to achieve this, this, mm. this certainty um, just by imagining it. So get clear, start taking action, do cool things, invest in yourself. These different opportunities that you're putting out there um, are amazing. Um, and don't stop, you know, this year I've invested more in myself, many different areas than I have um, in any year before that as well. And I plan to do even more uh, next year. Very proud well. of so- you, legend. Fucking love you. You're my <laughs> kind of person. You're a legend. Love seeing you shine and yeah, share your share your truth and give. I think podcasts are amazing because they amplify people's voice, their message. Yeah. And I think we're all we're all leaders. We're all we all have a message that's worthy of sharing. You know, our message matters. So yeah, absolutely. And look, Kaz, to kind of uh, you know reflect that you know, you've been an inspiration for me. Um, you know, particularly, just as I said, the way you put get on the front foot and put your message out there. You know, I've only really started getting consistent on social media in the last couple of months, getting out there with my podcasters now. But, you know, in terms of surrounding yourself with the right people, it's been great to have you in the circle. I'm sure we'll have you back uh, on the podcast sometime soon. But for now, thanks so much for being here and speak to you soon. Yes, yeah, see you this weekend. sounds great thanks so much guys for listening so there you have it guys and girls if you enjoyed this episode then please subscribe to the podcast and head over to cam-miller.com to sign up for my free weekly growth guide email if you're really loving the podcast please also share it with family and friends and leave a review on itunes or whichever platform you might be listening on i can't wait to share the next episode with you 